0: Very to popular belief. We podcast. pastors this do not show up on Sunday without any preparation, Sunday, but November we like all the people of, of God need to continually study the scriptures and hear what new thing God is saying to us. Join us for Alter Echo Text Study as we show you how we study the scriptures to prepare for worship. Where it is, gosh, it's a nice sunny day out, but it is starting to feel more and more like winter all the time. Um, And so I hope that wherever you are, that you are staying warm and um, that you're all cozy as you hear this, um, whether you're driving in the car as you listen or you're at home with a nice cup of coffee. God's peace to you this morning. Our gospel reading for this Christ the King Sunday is Luke 23, verses 33 through 45. So if you have a Bible handy and you want to open up your Bible and read along with me, um, you can you can pause the podcast and go find a Bible, and we'll continue the Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter twenty three, beginning with verse thirty three. When they came to the place that is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, "Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing." And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by, watching. But the leaders scoffed at Jesus, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, the Chosen One. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering Jesus sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over Jesus That read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding Jesus and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, friends, today is actually the final day of the church year, a day that is called Christ the King Sunday. It might seem kind of strange in a way that today is the final day of the church year when the final day of the calendar year comes just, you know, roughly a month later. The timing of it is kind of odd and interesting, but it's a good reminder for us that the season of Advent, which will start next Sunday, is actually the first Sunday in a new church year. And that makes sense that Advent is about newness and something being born, <laughs> or someone. And so this final day of the church year, then we commemorate as Christ the King Sunday. This gospel reading that we heard today um, is, of course, one that we also hear on Good Friday, the day that Jesus is uh, is handed over to the authorities and crucified and killed, um, bearing on him the weight of the sins of the world. But in this so, it, so it's kind of odd in a way <laughs> that we hear this um, Good Friday story at the end of the church year, um, but this is the end of many things. And so having this story of the ending of, um, of sin and death on the end of the church year is perhaps really helpful for us to think about um, just the life that we live and the life that Jesus lived. So in this gospel reading today, Jesus is called the King of the Jews twice. Once he's called the King of the Jews by the soldiers who are mocking him, and a second time Jesus is called the King of the Jews by way of the inscription that is over him on the cross, meaning as Jesus is publicly executed for crimes against the state, this is the official charge that's being brought against Jesus that led to his condemnation and ultimately his death, the charge of treason. You see, Jesus' ministry and his following had become a threat to the political powers of that day, who began to become fearful that if Jesus continued to grow in popularity and increase the number of his loyal followers— that Jesus might just become powerful enough to unseat the Roman emperor, the king, and ultimately replace him. So Jesus was called King of the Jews, which is really just ironic in, in the full sense of the word because Jesus was never in it to be king. Jesus was not interested in titles or fame or power for himself and he was not interested in domination of any kind. Jesus has always been about the work of God in the world for the sake of these things. Healing, reconciliation, or bringing people together, and saving us from everything that kills and destroys. So today... We celebrate that unlike other kings, Jesus is completely uninterested in defeating the people. Instead, Jesus has set his sights on defeating something else defeating the power of sin and death for the lives of the people. With Jesus, we do not live our lives at the mercy of our king waiting to see how the wrath of the king will be next unleashed upon the people, how we will suffer at the hands of a king who keeps what he has in order to build wealth and power for himself and for the sake of his title and his authority. That is not the kind of king we have in Jesus. Instead, with Jesus, we live our lives resting in the mercy of our king, who gives and gives and gives to the people, to us, until our king has literally given everything he has for the life of his cherished people. It reminds me of a children's story called The Quiltmaker's Gift. In this story, there is a powerful and particularly nasty king who has everything he could ever want, except for one thing. A beautiful quilt made by this talented quilt maker in the village. He asked the quilt maker one day if she would make a quilt for him, then he would truly have everything. And she said, I will make you a quilt, but under one condition. Every time you give away one of your many possessions, O King, I will make one quilt square for your quilt. And the more possessions you give away, the more quilt squares you'll acquire with which I can make a beautiful quilt for you. The king agrees, not realizing what he has agreed to, and sets out to start giving away his possessions. One by one, he gives away countless of his frivolous, uh, extravagant possessions that he has accumulated to the villagers in his kingdom. After not a terribly long time, the king has eventually given away all that he has and finally receives his beautiful quilt. And he's just thrilled, beyond thrilled, to have finally received this one cherished possession that escaped his reach prior to this. So he wraps himself up in his quilt and looks out at all of the people of his kingdom who are enjoying all of the possessions that he gave away. And they are, for the first time, not in need any longer. But instead, they are really content with their lives. And the king, who has now given everything away, is happy too, wrapped up in his beautiful treasured quilt. The story reminds me of the way that Jesus ultimately gives everything away for his people. Not because he has to, and not because he's trying to acquire something out of his reach. There is no beautiful quilt that Jesus is after. Instead, Jesus gave it all away so that we might have everything. Our lives and what sustains us. We see in the gospel story that Jesus had every opportunity to save himself from enduring death on the cross. Not once, not twice. But three times, people taunt Jesus, just save yourself. And I imagine that for the human part of Jesus, it was absolutely tempting. Why not use the full power of God to escape from the horrors of crucifixion, the slow, agonizing death? But Jesus did not. He remained, on the cross, resolute, focused, on what he set out to do to save many billions of people throughout the course of history the whole entire world instead of saving just one life his own so today on Christ the King Sunday ultimately we celebrate that what it means to be a king by world's standards is completely turned upside down with Jesus turn now in the sanctuary, well, if you were in the sanctuary, but you're not. (laughs) So if you can imagine this, I suppose, um, if you turn in the sanctuary and look at the baptismal font and look up, there is a beautiful structure that hangs there in our sanctuary. I'm sure you know it well. It is a sculpture of the crown of glory, pointing up, of course, in gold, beautifully Um, glimmering to reveal to us the kind of majesty and glory and honor due to a king. But it's not just the crown of glory, is it? Below it, we see the crown of thorns hanging, rightly so, pointing down this time instead. And that is the kind of king that we see in Jesus. Not only the one that would endure the poke of the thorns on his face with blood running down his cheeks, suffering for the sake of our lives. But instead of trying to reach the heights of greatness, like the crown of glory that points up, we see that Jesus is a king who, as we heard in Colossians, was always pointing down, is always coming down to be with us. We heard in Colossians that Jesus is pleased to dwell the fullness of God with us. Jesus descended the comforts of paradise in order to show us that God is willing to do all of this to take care of us, to give us the kind of life that isn't based in fear or oppression or maintaining mere survival. Jesus descends the comforts of paradise to show us that God desires for us and God will accomplish for us the kind of life for us and for everyone that is based in justice and peace, a kind of life that is about thriving and flourishing for you and me and for all people. So on this Christ the King Sunday, as we enter Thanksgiving week, let us discover the heart of thanks for our very lives and for what sustains us. That is Jesus' gift of generosity and costly sacrifice of himself, of his life, for your sake and for the sake of the world. Because of Jesus' ultimate gift of love, we too, like those criminals on the cross that hung next to Jesus, receive this promise. Truly, I tell you, you will be in paradise. For this ultimate gift, For this promise and assurance, thanks be to God for our very lives. Amen.